Welcome into another special edition of GKW, Good Karma Wrestling. And maybe three days in a row, why not? We just had WrestleMania <laughs> on WrestleMania Night 2. Why not have the official news break that indeed WWE is being sold to Endeavor and Endeavor is then going to uh, combine it with UFC. Endeavor already the parent company of UFC. Lots of details to dive into. I'm Gabe Nelson from ESPN Milwaukee. With me as always from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz, and from ESPN 1000 in Chicago, he is Jonathan Hood. So rumors came out, and we touched that on a little bit during uh, our WrestleMania Night 2 pod, where the rumors started coming out, and, and Hunter wouldn't address it during the press conference yesterday. Same thing with um, Roman Reigns. He was asked the same question and, and wouldn't really address it. Well, now it is official, uh, both um, from from Endeavor, um, Ari Emanuel, who's the CEO of Endeavor, and Vince McMahon appear on CNBC, do a couple of segments of interviews, confirming that this is the deal and, and kind of laying out some future plans. What was your initial reaction when you guys heard today that the news is official and WWE is being sold and being combined with UFC? Well, first thing I thought is, so how much control will Vince McMahon have? We already know that WrestleMania, he had headsets on and that he w went back to work ultimately with Triple H and with everybody else like Bruce Pritchard and others in creative. So my first thought was, is like, okay, how much power does he have? Secondly, I was wondering with this deal, uh, that means that there's going to be some losses, meaning that they're going to chop some of uh, the roster or people that work in WWE. And so we've seen roster cuts before. I'm just wondering who's going to be next in the chopping block because they do this all the time. Even with this deal, I don't think the roster will be intact, bro. It's yeah, no, I agree with that. And that's the thing. From a wrestling fan standpoint, that's where your head goes immediately. So the fact that WWE is not going to be owned by the McMahons, that's a weird statement to say right now. WWE owns 41% of this merger. Endeavor, the UFC side, they're going to be 51%. So we all sort of assumed Vince was going to be back doing creative. But now I just worry about non-wrestling people being involved. Where, yes, it could be a positive that someone's there to check Vince. But it also could be a negative where it's like, oh, this is stupid. We're going to get rid of it. It's like, no, that's wrestling. That's sort of what it is. So there is a little concern there from a wrestling fan standpoint. The quote from Vince when he was asked if he was going to be back involved in creative was, yes and no, on a higher level, yes. In the weeds, which I've always loved to get in the weeds in the past, no, can't do that. Um, and by the way, it's watching this interview and watching the clips that came out on social media, really hard to take the man serious when he's, you know, <laughs> Like, just purposefully making himself look like a villain in a Wes Anderson movie. Like, he is just like, <laughs> he's supposed to look like a bad guy. Like, this is, when Wes Anderson is coming up with, like, these big, bright colors, okay, I want to make it obvious who the bad guy is. He's going to have this thin little wispy mustache and dyed jet black hair. That's what Vince McMahon is currently electing to do to himself when putting himself out in public. Just hard for me to take a lot of the things he says seriously. Um, but... the this is that's the thing that concerns me the most. There are a couple of things that concern me with this because like where the money is coming from, I guess I just don't really care. Like where the money comes from to pay the talent to pay, it just doesn't matter to me as a wrestling fan. Like what matters to me is who's in charge of creative, who's making those decisions, and then how easy is it going to be to consume the product once they get to the things they build up to on TV every week, their monthly pay-per-views, and maybe they'll be pay-per-views again, and they won't be premium live events. Maybe they'll actually go back to the pay-per-view model, which is one of the things I'm concerned about because that's what UFC currently does with their deal with ESPN+. But first on the creative part, it seems like all the big decisions run through him, which makes me wonder, is he the one 
who decided that Roman Reigns needed to go over Cody Rhodes last night. Like that's that comes into question once again of, okay, he's in charge at the larger level. You know, he'll let the little stuff like Cody can say professional wrestler again. And, you know, you can do all these other things that were, you know, supposedly banned when he was in charge of creative. A lot of those little things will slide. But it seems like to me all the big decisions still come down to Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Well, two things resonate with me, and it's one of the things you said, Gabe, as far as one of the, the quotes from Vince. In the weeds, which is always what I love to get into the weeds in the past, no, can't do that. Can't do that or won't do that. I don't know the answer to that question because if it's Vince, we go back in time with Vince being the head of this company. The best thing he did was not trying to get advertisers. It wasn't searching for talent. It was creative. That's the only thing that he's been able to flourish in. People look at, well, look at the success and look at what he's built. You know how he built that is because it's creative, whether it's Hogan or Shawn Michaels or The Undertaker and Stone Cold from Boston. I mean, it's always been about creative. And so that's the only thing that he's been able to do well. And for him to say not to be in the weeds at, at all, I don't buy that at all because that's all he knows to do. I can't see him being a wallflower sitting back and just with the headphones doing nothing and saying nothing or allowing Triple H to run this thing without his control on it. He's got to have his hands on it. And so yeah, that's the I thing think that stands out to me. That statement is just him trying to make us feel bad for him. We've seen that a lot of Vince sort of playing the victim card. So now he's probably seen some of the backlash of, hey, you know what? We don't really like your creative anymore. Hey, we're sort of liking Hunter. So by saying that in his head, he's like, well, I won't book house shows anymore. That'll make them happy. It's like, no, like we just don't want you around creative anymore. And that is definitely the path we're going down right now, which would have happened sale or no sale at this point. So credit to Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com, who tweeted this out earlier today. Four years ago, when Vince McMahon was supposedly turning creative over to Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman overseeing, he said, I can't personally be in the weeds any longer. Obviously, that didn't last. Like, Bischoff got, right. what, fired after two weeks? Right. <laughs> you know, like, Bischoff barely lasted as as one of the creative heads along with Paul Heyman. That didn't last long at all. So him saying, like, I can't be in the weeds, that doesn't give me faith. Like, oh, okay, Hunter's done a good job. Hunter just put together a pretty good WrestleMania. Hunter, you know, like, not that Hunter's been perfect, not that Triple H have been perfect with it, but there's been an energy around WWE creative since... Triple H took over when Vince stepped away this past summer that has really invigorated the product and I thought has, you know, really gotten the fan base behind the product. This doesn't give me confidence that Vince is staying away from those creative decisions in the product. So, and that's the second part of this, guys, and that is, you say, well, why does this really matter who owns the company? No, actually, maybe ultimately it doesn't matter, but I think that it does matter when you watch the week-to-week product. Ron SmackDown got stagnant for about 10 to 12 years under Vince's reign, where he took the product for granted. I know that that sounds harsh to diehard WWE fans, but he did. Look at the booking. He would just put out match after match, the same match three or four weeks in a row, just because he ran out of ideas. The, the idea that you're at two minutes before Raw, and he looks at the script that was put together and says, yeah, no, we're... And we're going to tear this up. We're not going to have this. We're going to, I mean, to do that that quickly, that's WCW toward the end. That's the nonsense that they were doing under Vince Russo. So I think that the only reason why that we bring this up today is because we are concerned that there's going to be a left turn in the booking if Vince reigns over it. We always thought that Vince was around, but when he's got a headset on 
and he's around WrestleMania, definitely this is what he wants to do. There's nothing else he can do in WWE besides try to change creative, like the uh, first match in uh, WrestleMania Night Two. That was Vince. That's <laughs> yes. the, that's what he wants to see. That's but that's the likes. thing, like. You both say it doesn't matter who owns it, but that's why I think it does. Because if it's a non-wrestling fan, which I think Ari Emanuel is, and I think a lot of times also people assume that the UFC WWE fan crossover, there probably isn't. Like the MMA community probably really isn't enjoying wrestling that much. So if you're Ari and you're someone in a power position and Vince comes to you, you know the name McMahon. You know who Vince McMahon is. And he's telling you how great he is. You're not going to read the message boards. You're not going to read Meltzer and be like, wait, maybe he's not great anymore. In their eyes, that's Vince McMahon. It's like, all right, yeah, you're in charge. Like, of course, it's never a question. So that's my only concern about non-wrestling fans taking over. Yeah, and by the way, it just seemed like, <laughs> and I know I had referenced the the quote that you know Vince McMahon was saying during the sales process that it wasn't necessarily important that he was still involved in decision making processes with the WWE. A lie. Kind of seems like it was like, because all the other reports that are coming out around this, like Vince being involved with anything, but the sale of the company, anything beyond the, all right, you just, we, we give you the money. You give us the keys. Anything beyond that seemed to be a sticking point for some of these other investors where, I mean, Endeavor, nothing, literally nothing happened to Dana White after he slapped his wife in a bar. Like yep. literally nothing happened. Like he said, oh yeah, should have done that. Sorry about it. And so they clearly don't have a problem with any of the other things that have happened in Vince's past, which he had some throwaway quote about how he's made mistakes and he's done his best to move on and, and all this other stuff. Like, again, we, we don't need to dive into a lot of those allegations here right now. But to, to me, Vince being involved was a big reason why he ultimately decided to sell to Endeavor. It was his way back in and get back into the business that he has as you love to point out, Jay Hood, it's the only thing he's ever been successful at. It's the only thing he's ever known how to do. And from a human, from a human level, I understand that. Like wanting, you know, trying to fight as as you're getting older, towards your 80s, trying to find a way to keep yourself, you know, relevant. And and hey, this is the only thing I've ever known. It's the only thing I can do. Like, well, so I, I, I understand that, but I don't have to like it at the end of the day. Right. From a nuts and bolts standpoint, Jimmy Van of Bitefuls points this out. The Endeavor WWE deal isn't a typical sale. No cash is changing hands. It's a merger. WWE is essentially contributing itself. Endeavor is contributing UFC, and a new company will be creative. So to your point, Gabe, like, yeah, Vince is looking at this as a win, as if he's still in charge. He's still there in power. Like, that was a big part of this. He wasn't going to sell to a company and be like, all right, we're going to take over, but hey, old man, you got to hit the road. It was always going to end up this way. You see the difference between WWE, UFC, and other sports? Let's let's put it into reality, like our, the sports that we cover every day. I mean, if this is like Vince McMahon, owner of the NFL, owner especially of the NBA, that he's not anywhere around the sport. But when you have your own thing, on the surface, when people see this, they see everything that's written in Wall Street Journal, everything that was on CNBC, and they go, wait a minute. The sexual predator is still around the company. It's still allowed by the the um, you know the those that are rooting for the company, for those that work for the company. That's still happening. I mean, it sounds ridiculous on the surface, but yeah, when you own the company, when you're the chairman of the board, yeah, you can be able to get come in and out when you please. Clearly, and for Vince and Dana White, it's totally different. If this Gabe, if this is the NBA, if this happened to the Bulls or the Bucks. Vince McMahon would be gone. He'd be he'd be gone. Jesus. NFL, same thing. Jerry Richardson, those guys. 
So, but there is a difference there. On the surface, it sounds ridiculous that this guy is still around saying, well, I've made mistakes. Mistakes? Mistakes? You use company money to be able to get your rocks off. That's good. And, and, and passing people around to John Laurinaitis and everything else that was written? Come on now. But yeah. this is no, where we mis- are. What you have seen mi- WWE. Mistakes is making Jinder Mahal champ for six months, right? Like, <laughs> willing to look past that. Mistake. Okay? I can forgive for that. Yes. Being a sexual predator, that's not really a mistake. You know, like that's that that is a disturbing pattern of behavior that Endeavor is complete looking looking the other way on by making sure. And that was another quote from from Ari Emanuel, the CEO of Endeavor, where when they were kind of talking about this whole thing, he's like, Oh no, I wanted to make sure Vince was a part of this. Like this, that was such an important part of me to make sure Vince was going to be overseeing this. Um, and it's yeah, so Vince is gonna be back in charge, and that makes me very nervous because he hasn't been able to show that he's been able to stay out of the weeds. No. Like he, he, you know, like he hasn't shown that ability. You, you think that after stepping away, clearly showed he couldn't stay away, forces <laughs> himself back in, you know, it just, it, it just shows up and goes, all right, hey, I'm here to oversee the TV deal and the sale. Oops, now I'm in charge again after the sale. <laughs> yes. Like that none of this, none of that's coincidental. No. So he this hasn't said, shown like he he can't stay away. There's no way not, he's gonna be able to help himself. There, there's no way he would agree to this sale without him being able to put his fingerprints on it and to keep his spot in the company. We yep. we talked about this weeks ago, guys. If with Vince away, Shane, not Shane, but definitely Stephanie and Triple H could have been able to broker this deal. Would Vince maybe in the shadows? They still could have been able to do this, but nope. Vince has to be front facing, that, and that's the difference. He didn't need to be a part of it. Like WWE's name will sell itself. But to your point, Gabe, about just you know punishments and things like that, we talked about it originally when all this stuff was happening. When Vince was going out, he's one of those guys in a position of power that looks at it like, oh, I have no repercussions. I can do what I want. And ultimately, this is teaching him that he can do whatever he wants. Like, he got a two-month vacation. He's right back in it. He's working alongside people that are going to support him. The same thing like you mentioned with Dana. No repercussions there. And from a company standpoint, it might be hard to attract talent because they're like, Do I really want to work for people like that? Like, in the UFC, there's no other option. <laughs> Look at that picture. With Vince, there's Wait, options. Like, he's... yeah, people don't want to work for that mustache. Wait. Like jet black hair and just a thin wispy mustache. Like it's uh. it's really hard to take him seriously. So I guess I guess to your point earlier, Brian, about who owns the company. I guess it's it's also important from this perspective. Is it going to become more expensive now to be a fan of the WWE? And it's worth noting because the UFC, once they were taken over by Endeavor, they you know, they, they had the pay-per-view model, kept the pay-per-view model, but now in a deal with ESPN, like you've got to be a member of ESPN Plus in order just to have access to give your $80 to watch whatever UFC pay-per-view is going on that month. And I, I don't know what their deal is with Peacock. Like, I, I have no idea how long that runs through. Whatever. I believe I saw there's like a year and a half to two years left for Peacock, but obviously okay. they can still change things. Yeah. So, yeah, and obviously the TV deals are coming up as well. So this is all going to be kind of negotiated here by Vince and Ari and, and, and Endeavor. So are they going to follow something like that? I mean, they could stick with Peacock and keep all of the, you know, old, you know, WrestleManias and, and keep some of the library on there. But now if you want to watch WrestleMania, 60 more bucks, please. You know, they, 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 the hands, yes, the hand could be coming out. To the point where, like, 
I was at a point before WWE Network became a thing and you could get all of them. Like I was only watching the big pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I mean, now I, and, and now it, once WWE Network came along, I'd be watching every single one of them. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. like I, I already pay for WWE Network. You know, it, it makes so much sense. Why not watch this more? And I just think it would be a mistake after going from that model to make it more difficult for your fans to connect to those products that you're building to. And, and I understand the WrestleMania, the SummerSlam, the Royal Rumble, Survivor Series builds are always bigger, right? So those are always the big ones anyway. But if, if that's what you're building towards with your storytelling every week and you're going to have payoffs at those, you got to make it, you can't make it difficult for your fans to connect to that. I think that's an issue that Major League Baseball has had. And a lot of things, you know, again, to, to kind of pull out to the bigger sports world with, with, Valleys and everything that's been going oh. on with regional sports networks. Like it's, yeah. it's, I think here in Wisconsin, I know the brewers have lost some fans who consume their product because it's so 20 bucks a month for Bally. Like I get Disney plus and everything they offer for 10 bucks a month. And you're mm-hmm. expecting me to pay that much more every single month. So it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with the pay-per-view model going forward. Well, I, I guess Gabe, they are very thankful that they have Nick Khan as president of this company because he's got, his, he's got his fingerprints on the pulse of what's going on with television. I heard him on the uh, Marshawn and Oran podcast, Andrew Marshawn, who writes for the New York Post yeah. and uh, the SBJ from, uh, from Oran. And he, I heard him for an hour talk about everything in sports media. Everything. He, they, they, they asked him all the WWE questions. Then he starts talking about the NBA and the RSNs that we talked about. Poor, you know, poor Broads can't watch the uh, the Marlins on Valley Sports Florida. You know, just like the, those. He, so he understands exactly what's going on with television, especially from a digital standpoint. Thank goodness that he's there because otherwise, who knows what this will look like. But I think that Khan understands exactly what the future is for WWE. Thank goodness they have a sweetheart deal with USA. If WWE's not on USA, USA folds. They just got reruns. It'd be all, and Chris Lee, who's now in jail. But who's in jail? How do you do more episodes? It's, you can't do any the, new episodes. The dude's in prison. Spoiler alert, guys. Come on. Jeez. <laughs> sorry, sorry, we haven't gotten to the season. Is that how that show ends, by the way? Season finale of Chris Lee just being walked away in handcuffs? Oh, my God. I'm in prison. Um, so, yeah, I think it's something like that. I think that's how it ends for Chris Lee. Uh, but, uh, but at least they, they've got that and the Fox deal. So it would not surprise me if they try to re-up. But also, as you mentioned, people will start paying hand over fist for the money for pay-per-views. It would not surprise me if they take the UFC business model. And by the way, because it gotten so big, I'm not sure how many fans they will lose. I mean, look, they're going to be in Puerto Rico. They've already had – they sold out so far. They've gotten so big, so but, big. But my, they've gotten so big, but that can go away so quick. Like if you uh, – I understand you might be able to make a little bit more money, even if you lose fans, right? If, if you lose fans, but you're generating more money because, you know, like, again, like the three of us paying 10 bucks a month for Peacock, yeah. you know, like if now if just one of us decides to watch Backlash and it's 60 bucks, like they're still coming out ahead, even though they're losing two thirds of their consuming audience, right? Like, so the, the, I, you can make the math work even if you lose part of the audience. And if that's what they chase after, fine. I just think that, some of those other things like your television audience and, and a lot of those things will suffer if you make your product hard to find and hard to consume. Yeah, 100%. Like, just, like, why sit through Monday and Friday, which sometimes 
you have to drudge through. Like, it is hard to sit through if you're not going to get the payoff. Like, if you're going to sit through and be like, okay, at the end, we've got Mania, we've got several times to be the payoff. But instead, you're like, well, I don't want to spend $80 this month. Like, you're not going to see the payoff. You're going to watch still images the next day. Like, that's an issue. Think about, just think about Elimination Chamber. Like, Elimination Chamber, nine nine years out of 10, typically is just like a throwaway, yep. right? But realistically, and I am so glad that I've had W. Like, I probably wouldn't have paid attention to it back in 2019, the Elimination Correct. Chamber. If I had to pay for it, I wouldn't have purchased it. But that's where Kofi Mania started. Like Kofi put together such a performance in there. Like that was, that was the start of something. And I'm so glad I was watching that night to see the organic start of Kofi mania that ended up being paid off at WrestleMania. Same thing with this year. Like if you are a wrestling fan and the one thing about wrestling fans is we are obviously very, very loyal. Like we, we are fiercely loyal to professional wrestling. And even though we, you know, make fun of Monday night raw or SmackDown or whatever, somebody else does it. Hey, Watch your mouth. Like you, you don't get to make fun of it. Only I get to make fun of it because I'm the one who's watching it for three bleeping hours every single Monday. But if you get to a point where you like the what if wrestling fans are loyal, but I don't can part of WWE's issue in the past has been getting advertisers because while they could draw some numbers, it wasn't necessarily the right numbers for TV. And what I mean by that is we're not a fan base that has large sums of money where we can just pour into things, right? Like we just don't, we, you know, we're, you know, I would say more blue collar than anything else. Whereas like in a, you go to an NBA game, somebody's paying for those seats three rows deep around that are 1500 bucks a pop, right? And that, that's just not what the WWE, that's not what AEW is. It's more blue collar. So if you are forcing fans to make decisions financially where they have to buy those pay-per-views each and every, like it's just... I feel like you might get a short-term gain with the money, but long-term you're going to still come out ahead, which is why I, why I think Vince decided to go to the WWE Network model to begin with. We lost, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we lost some audio with uh, Jonathan Hood. We'll uh, we'll we'll work on it here, and, and hopefully we'll we'll get his audio back. And I think the other thing also, like. It's one thing if you've always been accustomed that this is how you watch pay-per-views. You're going to watch, you know, what well, it used to be, I remember back in the day, like 30 bucks for a non-big four, then like 50 for the big one. So like, yep. you get used to that. But now to your point, you're used to $10 a month gets you every pay-per-view. Like I was in that same boat where I'd watch the big ones and that was essentially it. And even that, I'd have friends come over and like throw in 10 bucks. They're like, hey, yep. this is sort of steep to be doing it every month. And mm-hmm. AEW has even conditioned us where they're like, all right, it's only four times a year. Like that makes yeah. it better. So, but they don't care. Like, it's all about the money. It's all about the dollars and cents. That's all they're going to care about at the end of this. Yeah, and that's what makes me scared about them being actually sold to a company, right? Like a yeah. company like Endeavor that already has this this model installed for, you know. And, and look, for if, if I were a UFC fan, like I'm, I'm a general sports fan anyway. Like I subscribe to ESPN Plus because of a number of the other sports interests that I have and I can take advantage of. But like if they go to... Apple TV, like Apple TV plus continues to be like involved in a lot of negotiations yeah. for sports rights. Like if Apple TV plus enters and suddenly, okay, now I got to subscribe to that and I have to pay more money on top of it. Like it just, I, 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 I am scared that it's going to become more expensive to be a wrestling fan. And I think that's your, your live audiences start to go down and, and everything to me just starts to decline off of that. AEW is growing guys. Yep. It's growing. It's growing by leaps well, and bounds. that. It's not the same love as WWE gave, but just the idea that they're starting to tour and they're just slowly, steadily getting better. 
And uh, are they going to catch the WWE anytime soon? No, but just it, just let's watch the booking very closely. Let's just watch how WWE does business. If it feels like Vince, it probably is Vince. And in the meantime, AEW is starting to get some momentum because I think their booking has been better since Revolution. All all this is very intriguing. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly is. Um, was there anything else from any of the things you guys saw today that you wanted to touch on? No, I think that's uh, I think that's it. I look forward to seeing if there's any more quotes. I know that there's going to be a press conference later on Monday afternoon. Correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A company meeting at uh, yep. four p.m. Eastern. Yep, that's what they're saying. So who knows what comes out? But yeah, I'm sure there'll be cuts. And like from an AEW standpoint, maybe there's bodies available again. You know, in front of the camera and behind the camera. Yeah, God, uh, this. I just uh, I find it interesting. Vince doesn't want to get in the weeds anymore, but. He's still in the weeds. He, I think he's still in the, if he's got a headset, he's in the weeds. So that's, and I just want to know what happens with, is this Stephanie come back to this or is she staying nope. away now that this deal is taking place? Because we, I'm, it was, uh, by the way, did we see any Stephanie at WrestleMania? Anything behind the scenes? Anything? Nope. Saw nothing about Stephanie. The only thing I saw in terms of Stephanie was, again, going back to kind of this thought that, you know, other companies other than Endeavor, thought that Vince being involved was something that they would not want, but they were intrigued by the thought of Stephanie running things should some of these other potentially interested bidders. You know, they they were intrigued by Stephanie. That that was the only thing that I saw of her name all weekend long. <laughs> I would have I would have liked for Endeavor to pull out of the deal based on Shane injuring himself at night two of WrestleMania. No. Shane will be the first budget cut, right? Like he's the first one they get rid of. Like, yeah, we're good here. <laughs> No, we don't want to do this. Never mind. Never mind. Is it, is it wrong of me? Is it wrong that I'm hoping that William Regal is one of the first budget cuts so he can come back and lead a heel Blackpool Combat Club faction? Is that wrong? Is no? there any way that I can come back? No. <laughs> no, Regal, because you just had to leave. Tony will say yes when Mox and Brian ask. He's going to say yes. Yeah, no. He, he, he's back there in a heartbeat. Yes. Yes, and Cody's out. I think under this new regime, we get that's our predictions. Cody's out. Cody lost at WrestleMania. Why do you think that happened, guys? Yeah. Who who had the sledgehammer trying to smash the throne? Cody Rhodes. You're not smashing it now. Ah, how about still that? waiting for Roman Rock Mania next year? Roman still is the champ. That's right. That's right. Um, we I'm sure we'll talk into more because I really loved Roman's uh, press conference afterwards. He gave he was tremendous in his press conference. But this is more about WWE, UFC. They're all coming together under the uh, uh, Endeavor umbrella. If more news breaks, like huge <laughs> news, maybe we'll go four for four and do another podcast tomorrow. Who could say for sure? But my guess is we'll be talking to you again about more news that comes out of this, more uh, fallout from WrestleMania, what's happening in AEW. We're going to be talking about it all coming up on Thursday at our normal time, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, on all the channels where you typically get that, on social media, and, of course, wherever you get your podcasts. So it's the big news of the day. WWE has officially been sold to Endeavor. They're merging with UFC. They're going to have a new company coming out. And we'll find out more details. And I'm sure we'll talk about it on Thursday. And again, maybe Vince will have, yeah, maybe, maybe he'll grow it out so he can twirl the mustache. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> There's but a we'll, damsel tied to the railroad tracks. I think yeah, it's Vince. I think that was my favorite tweet was that this, this interview better wrap up. Vince has to go tie someone to railroad tracks. 
That was my favorite. That was my favorite tweet of the day. Uh, again, if you have yet seen, if you have not seen Vince McMahon uh. in his jet black hair and mustache, I cannot <laughs> encourage you to Google it and make fun of it enough. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition of GKW.